0: Two five six seventeen twenty nine. That's 424 256 And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's Afterbuzz TV's Revenge After Show.
1: I love that theme song Welcome everybody Bing is for doing And we're here doing Revenge Season 2 Episode 2 Called Resurrection mm-hmm. um, I am Phil Svitek Joined alongside this week Once again Catherine by- Tulich. Welcome back Catherine Thank you Phil And, t-
2: and, and special Special hosting of night Anna <laughs> yeah. Koppel Stepping in for one night
1: Thank you Anna Thank uh, You, you may remember Anna from uh, From season 1 She filled in every now and then And she's filling in tonight For Gabby um so we're excited to have her. She she she's gonna bring a lot.
2: Phil, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, as always let's let's open up with the quotes and then kind of get into the episode. Um, again the title of the episode is Resurrection. Um, for those of you that believe in resurrection, death is inconsequential. It's not an ending, but rather a new beginning, a second chance, a reunion. Uh, The later quote in the episode is, The very idea of resurrection is so seductive, it's easy to forget. Before you can rise from the dead, you have to spend a few days in hell. Mm.
3: (laughs) Can I just say, first of all, I love the fact that they use the In Excess Excess song, Never Tear Us Apart, under that quote. Yeah, that was... For the Aussie, I just wanted to say thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is a very good song.
3: It is a great song. Yeah.
1: Um, and it, it, the song's Head Over Heels, for those of you who don't know, Head Over Heels. <laughs> um, but obviously, tonight was all about resurrection, people coming back, quote, from the dead or not being in dead. Um, and just, yeah, very interesting.
3: Well, obviously, setting up that, you know, the mother is imminent. I think she's going to be coming back very shortly, don't you feel like? That the. Emily's mother will be appearing and at the moment we've just seen her in flashbacks.
1: that's right. and i think I think the greater thing, too is yeah. it's not only it's not only people but all the same problems are coming back mm. in various different forms. But you know we're kind of dealing with the same things in a new way
2: well, and and they did mention that there's a reunion, second chances in reunions, right, for those who believe in a resurrection. So there's definitely a lot of those happening as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it reminded
1: me exactly of now we're kind of, as I said, last episode was kind of hitting the reset button. Now, we've, now we're, have now we again, bringing everyone back together. I mean, just the fact that everyone's in that house later on in that episode, yeah. Emily, Conrad, Victoria, Daniel, Ashley, gross. Charlotte.
2: Ugh, the only thing
1: you're missing is uh, Lydia.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Lydia will ever return? I think she's dead.
1: <laughs> who knows? I mean. Yeah, who
3: knows? She, resurrection. Who knows? She right?
1: might. She might. But um, I want to talk about first um, kind of a plot line that was not in keeping with this. It was a little strange, um, at least initially. Uh, and that's Trey and um, and our boy Declan. And kind of what their deal going on. Obviously, uh, Trey's kind of there to see about Charlotte and, and get an update from that. And then as through their kind of weird meeting, Trey realizes, you know what, I can use this guy for this because obviously he's in desperate need of money and where that's going I have no idea so I'd love to get your take on that
3: well I also think it's also what I felt too is Declan still kind of wants to be in that world because you know there's that scene where Trey says why don't you come and party you know that he's offering him and he says I can't I've got to go back to the bar so I think there's always that enticement for Declan to be in that other world yeah yeah so I think that's obviously attraction for him to this Trey of like why would he go along with what Trey is asking
2: Declan also has this resentment about it, though. He definitely was offended that Trey is offering him five hundred dollars to hold on to this bracelet.
1: Yeah, I but- feel like I feel like Declan always wants to earn the money, mm. but but he's upset whenever he does earn it. I mean, there. It, from clearly what revenge has laid out in, in all these scenarios, there is no clean way to make a lot of money or at least attain what he wants. Yes. And so every time he's offered money, it's in the most, you know, grossest way. I mean, Victoria trying to pay him off to never date Charlotte again. Right. Yeah. That is one example. Um, and, but in terms of Trey, I feel like uh, it, it, the, the moment it hit him was when Declan said, Yeah, I wouldn't be, you know, my life does suck. Right. So now I think I feel like this guy's just going to use him for everything. Right. You know, whatever that may be.
2: He's also feeling like a burden on Jack at the moment. So, and Jack sort of made a comment. He he said to Jack, "I'll get out of here. You know, I'm I'm the burden on you. I'll get out of here as soon as I get some money together." And Jack sort of said, "So not anytime soon."
1: But let me ask you this: Is that do you guys really think that Declan feels like a burden to Jack, or is Jack just so pathetic? As we were talking about last episode, is he just so pathetic that he doesn't want to be around this?
3: Well, I feel like somehow Declan's kind of stepping up as almost being the older brother, even though he's not the older brother. Because if you sort of think in the beginning, uh, you know, Jack was very much kind of trying to look after Declan, and Declan's becoming kind of his conscience. You know, was questioning about you know Amanda about the pregnancy, about mm. you know. So I feel like Declan's really matured in many ways, and and almost like becoming the one that's kind of stepping back and looking at you know is this the right thing is this you know you sure about this I mean that's my feeling with his how his relationship has kind of changed a bit I don't know if he feels like a burden but I feel like it's almost like he's helping feeling like now he's kind of helping his older
2: brother well he he said some I don't know if he used the word burden but he said something along those lines but it's chaotic in there let's face it and there's you know water is all over the place and the pipes aren't working and and uh, and you know Amanda's shown up and she's pregnant and you know and they're broke and it's chaos in there you know so I'm sure he wants to get out of there also.
1: I, I think for me he really wants to get out of there and You know, just the fact that, like, he's trying to take care of this business, Mm. but Jack's not even doing that.
2: That's what I'm saying. He's kind of
3: stepped in as sort of the one looking after things now, feeling real responsible for it now.
1: Yeah, but it's also clear that he's just incompetent.
2: Yeah.
1: No matter what he does. Mm.
2: Do you remember what I'm talking about, though? He said something to Jack towards the end of the episode. He's like, it's clear that I'm the one that...
1: Yeah, I I remember that, but Mm. I think it's it's more of a matter of... (laughs) He may be thinking it, but um, as an audience, we know it's not true. Deep down, he just—he looks at his brother as pathetic. I mean, sometimes we realize these things, and he might, might actually have it realized and just be saying something nice to Jack to not hurt his feelings. Right. So I think it's more of a case of that. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of Jack and uh, Amanda, what a twist— did we uh i know we had multiple theories last week do did, did we uh what consensus did we as a team come up with was it Takedos? or was it would none of us thought it was jack's right
3: no no, we thought it was something yeah exactly
1: yeah, so quite an interesting twist that we did find out it was actually jack's um and it just got, what what I love about the show is that uh you know the one thing that Jack has always wanted was Amanda. And ultimately, it's the worst thing for him.
3: Mm.
1: You know, at least in this context. Well, because it's not the Amanda that he doesn't know
2: that, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah.
2: right. Why is Emily punishing her by not telling her the truth? But right by right, exactly. And she's not going to come clean with Jack. So, and I, I don't know if I'm skipping around on topics. I don't think I am, but. But she's punishing Charlotte now too. She's bringing Charlotte into it and saying, "Well, oh, let let me let your sister tell you about this." And it's really dark.
1: It is. What well, uh, by? I think she she by by withholding this truth, um, she can she can manipulate Amanda. I mean, that's what she's, she's always got more done. Power, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because Ama- Amanda's feeling because Amanda thinks that it's not really Jack's baby. She's got right. Like, she's feeling that she's carrying on a lie, which makes her more vulnerable, right? I would think. And so uh, Emily's giving... Maintaining power over her by letting her believe that it's a lie; otherwise, she doesn't. And I guess it's a little bit of like she doesn't want them to be happy. Let's face it; right. I mean, yeah. she really doesn't want them to be right. have the the happy ending. I mean, she she she's in love with him, but she can't admit it. Yeah, I mean, ul- yeah.
1: And ultimately, it could be you know, let's say she, she mm. Emily wants a happy ending, and it can get to a point in her mind, at least, where where she confronts Jack and Amanda, and it's like, all right, Amanda, tell them the truth. Yeah. And Amanda would have to admit, yeah, you know what? It was fixed, you know? And so that's what she's hoping for ultimately. And, you know, sometimes if you live a lie long enough, you start to believe it. So, you know, in Emily's case, it might be like, okay, you know what? It's, it really wasn't her, Jack's baby. So that's what I think. But I like...
2: right. It's get it's getting extra revenge, I
1: don't know. <laughs> well, I like uh, I like Nolan's term for uh, for Emily. So what do you got today? Revenger. Revenger.
3: Yeah. I know, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> And later on he says that's dark even for you. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. It was
2: <laughs> super dark. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, I, I forget where uh, what interview I heard this on, but it yeah. was like, you know, they they the crime has to fit the punishment, which yeah. which is what Emily obviously says today. But but that's, from the writer's perspective, they said that that's always been the goal that they've had to reach with every one of these things. Um, is that, you know, how do you take it to the next level? And that's why Emily is a little bit darker is because the crime has to fit the punishment. So, um, to backtrack just a little bit, uh, since we all thought it was kind of Takedo's guy, I want to talk about, um, you know, Takedo and the kind of Plot. Um, before we get too deep into it, I want to um, tie in the quote. I know one of our fans wrote, and I thought it was quite kind of interesting um, of what he said, and it's a theory. Um, I think it's the first one
2: about. Yes, this has to do with Takeda.
1: Yes, go um, ahead and read that one.
2: I think Emily had, for some reason, repressed the memories of the asylum and was unlocking them during the task she was doing with Takeda, as she said to Nolan after. That when they got back to the house, in the asylum, I remembered something which led her to research the Angel of Mercy, which led to them going to check it out. Was that clear?
1: Yes, it was. I don't think that was the one, (laughs) but a a fan wrote that in. So so although that wasn't the one I was going for right now, uh, it's a perfect example. Might as well segue into this. It's a perfect example of... Again, what we're doing here at After Buzz TV, we want to start the conversation for you guys and kind of let you know our thoughts and opinions. But we really love hearing from you to kind of make it a community rather than us talking at you. And so uh, I really like that you guys kind of brought that in perspective. There's another one that I want to bring in later um, that also deals with Takedo and kind of it's – it's it's an interesting theory. I'm going to dispute that theory but it's a very interesting theory nonetheless. Um, so, again, for you guys listening or watching, please rate and comment on iTunes. Um, let us know your thoughts. And, again, um, we love bringing this stuff up. So yeah. we love your theories um, for better or worse. And you know what? We'll cop to it if we're wrong, and you're right.
2: We you will. Know? So. And tell a friend.
1: And tell a friend. <laughs> uh, but in terms of Takedo, uh, I thought it was really interesting how he was at the board meeting today. Takedo's well, no, uh, Takeda's no. Takeda's guy, guy.
2: Aiden. Aiden. Yeah, yes. Aiden Mathis? Mathis? Yeah, well, Mathias, Mathis? <laughs> M-A-T-H-I-S. It's on IMDb. <laughs> Listen, so we might we not be able to let's spell here, Aiden. guys. <laughs>
1: Aiden it is. Aiden it is. Yes. Uh, what do you guys decipher from uh, from kind of his reentry back into this world? And obviously following Emily being at... Um, you know, the board meeting, w- was that just kind of more of a sign of him kind of getting acclimated to the the environment, the setting, so that way he can help Elman Um And if so, what did he gain by seeing Conrad, what, what would have been his perspective by seeing Conrad and Daniel fight?
2: Well, first I want to be clear about something. I, last week, he sort of had to convince Takeda, right? Like, i can I can do it this time, or I can like exactly. let me go, and so, okay, so just to be clear on that um what he benefits by seeing Conrad and Daniel interact is the same thing that Emily benefits by being engaged to Daniel. I mean, as much as you can infiltrate this family is the more successful you're going to be taking them down or. Now let
1: me ask you this: Was he, was he on the board as a representative for Takeda? Because that was the biggest interesting part of it. They're talking about you know, uh, you know, you, you, I forget the the quote exactly, but it was like, okay, you you got us investments by falling down. Or that's such a good quote. Uh, yeah,
2: um, yeah, going down, you'll build wings on the way or something. Yeah, you yeah. built
1: wings on the way on and falling or something yeah. like that. And obviously, they, you know, then they um, brought in Takeda, how it's kind of his investment. Um, but they're, of course, lying on the ROIs because in reality, they're, you know, uh, as, as Daniel found out, the the, uh, the bank accounts don't actually match the, the statements on those. Um, so is he kind of also representing Takeda at that moment in terms of the investments and seeing what's going on?
3: So we're assuming they've just met him or that he's had some prior relationship with the Graysons?
1: I don't he, I don't know, and maybe maybe that's if you can answer that, that I, I'm I'm open to it.
2: Um. I'm gonna bring in this other fan yeah. quote at this moment. Right. Go I think ahead. it's relevant. Sure. Um what if David Clark wasn't so innocent? Why did he move to the Hamptons right next to the Graysons and got a job working for them and then also started having an affair with Victoria and tried to tear their family apart by leaving with her? Plus, at the same time, everything with the plane happened, which would have sent Grayson to jail forever. What if Takeda is so invested in Emily because he also trained David Clark to get revenge on the Graysons for whatever reason? Interesting theory. Yeah. So, <laughs> that it's actually been our into a second generation. It's, it's kind of... Right. Yeah. So if it is Takeda's guy, then, I mean, maybe he has all kinds of fingers in the pot, pie, whatever, <laughs> trying to take the Graysons down. So we're assuming Takeda was actually involved with
3: David Clark. Is this what this theory is presenting, sort of basically, that it goes beyond, b- way before Emily? Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, that, it essentially yeah. assumes that David Clark wasn't, in in, in, in in everything that we've thus seen, David Clark was just a pawn. Yeah. And he he wasn't a guy. He was just uh, passive. That assumes that he was always an active character who seemed passive. That's an interesting theory. That's- I... It, yeah. it, it is definitely very interesting. Yeah. I, I disagree with it because I think uh, – I don't know. I just think – and unless you guys say that, that it isn't too far-fetched, I, I feel like with any TV show, any kind of theory that's just so beyond what the show has presented never turns out right. And I feel like, of course, um, expectations and things like that, there, there is a way to play it where no, good TV shows obviously don't, aren't exactly what you expect – but they're certainly not the total opposite of, in terms of believability or what could have happened or blo- or presenting kind of conspiracy theories. Right. Although everything in this is, in many ways, is a conspiracy theory, but I don't think it's that far beyond. Unless right. you guys actually think that it is, then, you know what? Well, it sort of blows Perhaps. the
3: whole idea of revenge, doesn't it? It sort of then, yeah, I don't know. I can't, yeah, I think it's... It's a stretch, but it's an interesting theory.
1: <laughs> here's the yeah. here's the biggest thing for yeah. me uh, that I realized today. Um obviously, you know, Michael uh Kelly, um, the creator, he's mm. always cited um uh Alexander Dumas's um what's the story? Uh the one with
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Why this is I, this is oh, the Count of Monte Cristo. This, what this, this is, is
1: based on. Yeah, yeah, the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. yeah. And then with, with that story I think I think it was more clearly laid out for uh, readers in terms of dramatic irony of understanding what, um, y- what it was in terms of what the events prior had been and, mm. you know, what the truth is in essence. Whereas here, the thing that we don't have is we don't have the truth. Right. You know, and I think that's a, that's a big, big thing. We just don't have the truth yeah. as an audience member. Right. So, and that's, that's why ultimately I disagree with that one. <laughs> That's fair. And hopefully my argument makes some sense to viewers. But, I, I, I mean, do you guys agree? And if so, why? If not, why?
3: Well, I, I've never considered that as a theory. I mean, it's just sort of been some presenting to you, okay, well, maybe David Clark wasn't as innocent. I mean, maybe there is more involvement than we know, but I don't think ultimately he'd be a bad guy. I mean, I think that would ruin sort of the setup of the show if we sort of found out that – he was, you know, that after all this time, he was a bad guy.
1: That is is actually a very good point. That would ruin it. And Mm. not only that, it would also, you know, Victoria would just be ultimately more eviler.
2: (laughs) I I brought this up last season that I don't really think there's a clear protagonist, antagonist in the show because everybody is really kind of not a good guy, you know, including Emily. And... I don't think that it would be, if this is the case, that David Clark turns out to not be a good guy and she's been seeking revenge for a not good guy. Well, she hasn't been a good girl either. So uh, I don't think it's the craziest theory.
3: But she's been driven not to be a good girl because of the wrong that's been done. Right. Right. So if it wasn't a wrong, then it would sort of negate that idea that she was driven to this.
2: <laughs> I mean, I get it. I yeah. just, I just, I, I yeah. personally don't think that there's a clear like good guy, bad guy in the show.
1: Here's what I will agree with. The, I will agree with half of it, and it's this part. I, you know, there is a possibility that Takeda could have been manipulating David Clark into this, and um, I'm going to bring a Nolan as an example in today's episode. Um, you know, when he's picking out a CFO, right, and they're having the meeting, and she's like, "I'm underqualified." You know, why do you want me to do this? He says, because I want a partner. Wait, I want a partner I can control. Mm. You know, so basically... And Word. that's that's the way Emily's treating Nolan. Yeah. And in theory, it could be the way Takeda was treating David Clark. And it's certainly the way Conrad's treating everybody in his life. <laughs> Poor Daniel is still...
2: Oh, Daniel. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness.
1: But that's what it seems like. Everyone's kind of always a, seemingly a step above. And where does... You know, you can't really say... Follow it down the rabbit hole because it just goes, you know, whatever the interpretation of going up would be, you know, everyone's just always above someone, and it seems like where's the truth lie mm. ultimately.
3: Yeah. Just with the Nolan thing, why, do you think it was interesting that we sort of seeing his company and we brought this, brought this character in, I mean, why do you think they're now bringing this up? Because he has been for the most part. We know he is running this incredible company and that, but we haven't seen much evidence of it. We haven't seen who we work, who's work, who been working with him. Suddenly there's issues now with his company and he's being audited. And why do you think this whole element's been brought in now? And uh, he makes that statement to Emily too about, you know, I don't think I'm just a, your good looking, uh, fashionable tech guy that, you you know, to be at your beck and call. Like, right. is he not looking after his own business? Is that sort of what's kind of indicating as well that he's been ignoring kind of his thing just to follow this path with Emily?
1: It could be, and mm. uh, you know, think about it. He's being mm. audited. Where did his money come from to kind of start the business? Right. It was yeah. David Clark. Right. So, um, for me, at least. I think there's a time. I think that'll be the big, big thing this season, maybe half a season, however long yeah. it goes to. But you know, uh, I think someone has it out for Nolan. They may know. They may or may not know the involvement with him and Emily and whatever. But they're out to get him. And I think it's going to be bad. And, um, I don't know if Nolan's aware of that, and maybe that's why he is setting up uh, Padma to do this or not. I don't know, but that's my theory.
3: And we don't know whether Padma is is on his side or actually conspiring against him at this point.
1: Who knows? (laughs) Who
3: knows, yes. You
1: know, um, as as he says, you're being insubordinate, um, and yet he wants to control her. Mm. Very interesting, you know, uh, and I don't know how he's going to be able to turn that around, but if he really thinks about it, you're trying to control an insubordinate person. Right. or at least who you've labeled as insubordinate. I
3: don't think she's going to
1: be controlled somehow.
2: <laughs> I don't think so
1: either. Anna, do you think so?
2: Well, I have news and gossip on it. So.
1: Oh, well, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, well, we'll get to that we later will. in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's talk about um, Daniel kind of stepping up in this episode. And, and heres I really feel for Daniel. He's trying to become an active person yes. in all of this and trying yeah. to figure out the truth. And he's... He's always just ten steps behind. I
2: know. He is, uh, he's pretty. <laughs> but, <laughs> dumb and pretty, is that what you're saying? Yeah, right? yeah. Dumb and pretty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but how, how does he rise in the ranks to sort of attain some truth in all of this? I,
2: I, don't, I don't think, let's not
3: underestimate him. I think we're starting to see something here where he's actually trying to figure things out. Do I mean, this yeah. web of lies and, and deception that he's unbelievable parents spin constantly. I actually think we're seeing, I felt like tonight's show we saw the beginning of um, Daniel starting to, I think he might surprise us. I'm just, I'm not saying I know anything other than, I think he's not going to end up being the wimp that we've been seeing up till now. He's starting to feel like he's got to take some control. He's starting to figure out how bad his parents are and how he's got to really, I don't know, I'm hoping that that's what this is leading to.
2: Yeah. I I really like Daniel in this episode, actually. And right. So, I mean, change doesn't happen overnight. So, I mean, he still had some missteps. But yeah, I really like that. And, you know, again, this is all there's so much manipulation. But, you know, Emily puts the phone call into him and says, I've been looking into Dr. Jeffrey Thomas, who is Charlotte's doctor at the rehab and you know sort of slips that information to him and but you know he he takes it and he sees that this is a bad guy and you know right away goes to save charlotte yeah. and and you know overcompensates and gives hands her all oh, of his not, money and yeah. the house and ashley was not happy about that yeah. but i i like that he stepped up and was like listen i'm going to write this wrong and this is the right thing to do and and I don't know where he gets that from, because that's certainly not an example that either of his parents have demonstrated for him his entire life. But, I, you know, I like that he's sort of figuring out the difference between right and wrong and not just waiting for one of his parents to manipulate him into what should be done next.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because it seemed like
3: he was going the way of his dad there for a while. Right. He, and I, I feel like this episode we've seen now change in direction. He's not going to be. Another Conrad he right. actually does want to be a better man, I think right well, a yeah. few
1: things for me a uh, mm. you know th- they've multiple times said that at least the actor um, that with his character mm. he's gonna he's gonna start to kind of figure it out mm. and he's gonna become a revenger in his <laughs> own right um, so that's not really a spoiler, at least hopefully not, and I think I think he's starting to do the right thing. Because if you go back to, I think it's the penultimate episode of season one where, you know, Emily admits to him that she cheated and, you know, he kind of asks her why. Or I, I forget how it goes to this, but it's, it's essentially she says, you're becoming a Grayson.
3: Yes, that's right.
1: Um, so you're becoming a Grayson. Um, and... Ultimately, I think, you know, he was always trying to choose, like, should I go with my mother? Should I go with my father? And even tonight's episode, he's kind of going back with the mother because, you know, he he mm-hmm. says to Charlotte, you know, mom said I should always be nice to you. Um, and he tried to go that way because obviously mom was dead and Conrad was so evil. But now that he sees both parents together, I think he's going to go against the Conrad way. Maybe start to listen to Emily more and go Emily's way, which obviously isn't good either, at least for him. Yeah. Um, But that's how I think that's going to play. Or mentally what's kind of going through his process. Yeah. So.
2: He seems really. Well, I think he still is in love with Emily. I think he mm-hmm. got together with Ashley is just kind of like a screw you move um, because he was hurt. Um, and maybe actually, now that I think about it, as a manipulation on Conrad's part, since they are, since Ashley and Conrad are clearly working together. Yes. Um, but you know, he took that call from Emily today. When he was in his office, and Ashley's sitting on his desk, and he's like, "I
1: need to take this."
2: And Phil, you and I kind of talked about: did she see? Did Ashley see if that was Emily calling? Not really sure, but
1: yeah, I mean, it seemed like the phone was pretty unexposed, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know. You thought no, I thought. I'm sixty percent yes,
3: but 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 I did think th- she would have mentioned it to Conrad when she said I tried to distract him. Don't you think he? She might have said that he got a call from Emily if she actually saw that it was a call from
2: from Emily. I don't know, but but she did seem suspicious, especially because he said he closed the doors behind you. Yeah. So she definitely is suspicious, and uh, but I, you know, Daniel does seem to. St- Despite Emily cheating on him, it seems like Daniel still really feels like he can trust her. Yes. He trusts her judgment. He trusts, you know, it, she showed up at the rehab and... Uh, you know, he kind of mouthed the words thank, thank you, you to her. Yeah. So uh, so he's, you know, grateful for her help. And he said, you've been a good friend to the family and especially to Charlotte. And so he seems really grateful that she's still there. And but do you she, think that's part of Emily's manipulation to sort of make... Well, obviously. See, but, but, let Daniel think that she's obviously. this woman that still cares. <laughs> but, but, you know, for yeah. Daniel, his experience is that, yeah. you know, he misses her, he's glad she's there, and mm. feels like he can trust her.
1: Here's why I think ultimately Daniel... I don't think we will will see Daniel's kind of rise to whatever you would want to call it is because he feels so much guilt now because of his heroism as we're complimenting him on, but then Conrad throws it all away because, you know what, I was doing this to try to save your mother.
3: Well, the lies (laughs) that those two parents spin. I mean, by the end of the show, I was like going, oh, those poor kids. I mean, seriously, they just have no... I mean, the lies that they spin to these kids.
1: Let's talk about... uh, Let's talk about kind of uh, Victoria's plan of, oh. of, you know, and then let's start off with Charlotte and that plan. Mm. So the plan was uh, to get new IDs, get the inheritance, and get out of here. Yeah, and live a quiet life or do I something. Doubt
3: that.
1: <laughs> do something. Do you
3: think that was her plan, just to go off on an island somewhere and disappear? No, no.
1: <laughs> but it was certainly to uh, to get Conrad. Get, get rid of Conrad in her life and and mm. bring Conrad down, yeah, I think, yeah, unless you guys disagree,
2: you think bringing Conrad down was part of the plan. it wasn't just to get out of the country with Charlotte and you now i can't money. imagine
3: she was just going to to kick up her heels on a on a tropical island. She had more even I think there was something going on, even if they were going to leave the country, she was going to be pulling strings from wherever she was, trying to. She him or try and, like I said, there was, there was, there there had to be an agenda. There wasn't just take the inheritance and disappear with her daughter.
2: She hates him too much to just let it go. Yeah, Yeah, because here's the
1: thing, too. I mean, if you think about it, uh, as Charlotte pointed out, she was very upset that there was no money, that Charlotte did not have the money. Right. Well, if you wanted to just go off and live in Panama by, you know, you you could feasibly do it with no money and start a new life for yourself and somehow be able to live. Now, granted, you're not going to have the Hampton house. Yeah. You were never going to have that to begin with.
3: And I love the way Charlotte said money's not like... She was like, what's the problem with no money? Like, she's so sort of sweet about that. It's like, that's not the important thing, money. And yet Victoria straight away is like, trinkets, what am I going to do with this?
1: (laughs) How much were those trinkets worth? I know, hey, I'm
2: sure...
1: (laughs) What do we got in there? Trinkets, trinkets. 500,000? Trinkets and
2: tiaras. We're not going to live on that. that? (laughs) I know, that was so funny. I'm watching this, I'm like, I have bad credit. Can (laughs) I have some of that?
1: (laughs) But... uh, you know, and just poor Charlotte. I mean,
2: yeah.
1: th- does Charlotte still love her mom now? Especially, well,
3: well, she thinks I mean, she was doing her a favor, like doing. She tricked her again, thinking that all oh, this was some kind of plan for her better good. So,
1: but then again, as we talk, as we were just mentioning, I mean, by the end yeah. of the episode, she she's feeling for Victoria because, yeah, you know, it was the last payment to quote get her out of there. Yeah. which it wasn't but.
3: Yeah. but I mean I think also a big theme of this this today tonight's show is the fact that about mother and you need your mother no matter what and I think Charlotte says that you know you need I need my need mother, my mother. She didn't and say I mean that. this whole mother theme obviously is very important also to Amanda Stroke Emily this whole thing of like you need your mother whether she's bad person whether she's crazy whether she's you know i think there's a big thing about mother and that was mentioned so many times tonight about you know how important mother is and you know so i think that's the other thing it's like your mother is so important and you know and poor charlotte is is desperate for this relationship with her mother at, at whatever cost it is you know and obviously yeah. now emily stroke amanda is searching for this relationship with her mother too
1: and I think I think also it yeah. goes beyond that. Like if you really think about the scene mm. with Young uh, Emily and her mother, yeah, she was saying, "Well, I thought Daddy said you were sick. Oh no, yeah. I'm I'm better because I'm, I'm with, with you. you." Yeah. Um. And then if you also think about um Charlotte looking at Amanda, and now with the baby, and that's kind of also a, mm. a, a fabrication. It's, okay, who do you ultimately believe, and even family is just built upon lies. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: You
1: know, all the, you know? It's a mess. The Clark family, the uh, the Grayson family, just all lies. Yeah. And who do you ultimately believe? Do you believe your mother? Or do you believe your father?
3: But it's still that search for connection, isn't it? Even the way Charlotte was so excited about the idea of being an aunt, you know? It's connection. It's a search for
2: family and real connection amongst this you know, very... Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. There was, in, uh, in the preview for next week, somebody said, she faked her own kidnapping. Do you remember who said that? I feel like it might have been Daniel.
1: I don't know. I mean, think think about the preview of last week said, like, hey, you know, you've only got 30 seconds to make a choice. Otherwise, it could cost your life or whatever it said, right? Mm. And it was Victoria over the phone. And yeah. we thought it was to Emily because she wanted to kill Emily. Mm. But in today's episode, obviously, that's to Conrad. Right. So, you they just cut it in so many different ways yeah. you don't know what it I don't know I, don't know. You know. <laughs> I take the previews with a grain of salt yeah,
2: alright <laughs> exactly <laughs> somebody knows
1: um, but then what's, what's interesting is that uh, now the way it happened now Conrad and Victoria are for better or worse back together and obviously they've <laughs> got their own agendas and they've got to play chess against each other but the, the lie is built upon the fact that they're now always been together
2: yeah Really, and for this. better or for worse can you like honestly mm. <laughs> in that in that marriage, yeah. uh, yeah. So Emily has that all on tape now, too.
1: She does. And uh, now I want to table this with you guys. I know we talked about it a little bit before uh, before we went on air, but it's my theory that Nolan doesn't actually know that Conrad is the one who hit Victoria, and yeah. you guys tried to dispute me.
3: I assumed that he saw that tape later. I mean, but I might be wrong because I, 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 he didn't see it obviously because he was absent. I and mean, then he apologized to not being on his game to see it. But I assumed that he watched it later. That was just yeah, my assumption. That I he think. Went, yeah. Go ahead. No. Yeah, go ahead. No. That's. But you 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 don't think he saw it.
1: My theory is that you know because you guys were saying well he talked about certain events well yeah Victoria being back and um, supposedly the gray haired man you know hurting her. She could have filled it that, that's wouldn't the, you
3: just rewind the tape and have a look, <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> well, but think about it, he was now with Emily, and so Emily has control over the rewinding of the tape, and it could be something that emily doesn 't want rewound because it 's information that she could use and okay. it's yeah,
2: but I feel like they watched un- it
3: together that 's what I thought yeah they um, watched kinda,
1: they yeah. watched the um kind of interrogation part of it, mm. where Conrad was already in there, and, mm-hmm. the, and the cops busted through it, they watched that part together. But it wasn't him hitting her. Okay. And, it, you know, Emily always likes to hide things from Nolan from
2: But why would she, yeah. what would
3: be the uh, point of hiding that from Nolan?
1: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, why didn't she tell him, you know, she told him to leave. And she didn't tell him who was coming. Oh, well. I mean.
3: But that's a little different. I mean, that was kind of, you probably
1: wouldn't have approved of
3: yeah. <laughs> her, her little uh, set up with yeah. the yeah. head man.
2: <laughs> I well, don't know. I can't I can't understand this woman. Uh yeah, you could be right, Phil. I they um they watched the video together. I, I thought that they watched that part, but but you're right. It was just the interrogation. So hey,
1: I could be wrong. Let us know. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> um but again I, I just think it's ultimately interesting how Conrad and Victoria are in this alliance, and yet they're so not because they want to kill each other.
2: Yes. But they're so well suited for each other. I mean <gasps> I mean, you got love that scene where it says, you can hit me. Like, I mean, Oh, like nothing no, would make me happier. Yes.
1: I can I, I, you know, and, and I'm going to say this because I really love the show, but if this was a cable show, I mm. wonder if they would have shown him hitting her and just how, I mean, if there was any sympathies mm. towards Conrad, which I really hope there isn't from fans, <laughs> yeah. but if there was any, there certainly wouldn't after that and him hitting her.
3: But he, she basically told him that she had, he had to do everything that she ordered him to do or she was going to haunt him for the rest of his life. I mean, that, that conversation when she announced that she was still alive, she was basically telling Conrad, you have to do every single thing that I tell you to do, which was including the setup of the
2: hit. Yeah. 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 But he loved it. Come on. Come on. Yes. Come on. Oh, he absolutely loved yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But, I, I mean, again, part of it is part of the brilliance of tonight's episode is I love seeing... From that moment, mm. and then just add it to how they played it later on. Of like, um, just being in cahoots, mm. you know, and him having total sympathy for her. Like, hey, you know, it was I was really trying to get the ransom money and all this, and just every they just know how to manipulate. Yeah, and just they're like, obviously, they're very good actors within the show, but their yeah. their characters are amazing actors to the world.
2: Right. Mm. It comes really naturally to them at this point.
1: Yeah, to just to just lie. Um
2: Well so wh- then so then Aiden shows up again to save Emily.
1: Yes, because he's been keeping uh tabs on her and uh what was the point for the I mean ob- what was the point for the gray haired man to kill Emily? I mean it's obvious from the simplistic way it's just she knows too much and by getting rid of her He'll have killed so uh, a loose end. end. Yeah. A has gone. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I sort of, Because, I mean, he, she was willing to give him what he needed to... Basically, she was going to give him the tape, right? Which yeah. would exonerate him. Right. So, and then... Was it because she wants to know too much about her mother? I mean, is that the reason he felt that he had to get
1: rid of her? I think ultimately... Because they- she knows
3: she's going to keep digging? There's obviously some secret,
2: many secrets there with the mother. You know, he must be responsible for the mother's death. No, the mother's not. Yeah, that's right. She's not the disappearance. Disappearance. Yes.
1: This is. I I think ultimately the answer lies in who he's working for. Mm. You know, and we, and it could be Victoria, but it doesn't seem like it. Could be Conrad. Certainly doesn't seem like it. So it's there's a higher power. Who knows? It could even be Takeda. Guys, what if
2: it's Declan? What if Declan's masterminding this
1: whole thing? <laughs> I mean. That might be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> that would be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah,
2: I think so. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: is he just sort of now a rogue, not a rogue agent, but sort of like everyone he's worked for has kind of uh, backstabbed him in a way? You know, if he was working for Victoria, and then she back... I mean, you know, mm-hmm. do you think maybe he was just trying to look after his own skin th- at this point?
1: I think he's certainly looking after his own skin, but yeah. I, ultimately there is someone he has an alliance with. mm um so I think and not because again they may have drawn it out in the sand so to say but um just ultimately I think even though he seems emotionless he, he he's gravitating towards something mm. someone he respects I mean I don't know it seems like the way the show's structured everyone has in lines with everyone
3: right
1: you know so I think I'd be for me it's a little too far fetched for him not to be with someone um so yeah, and then obviously Aiden comes in, and that's where we're left <laughs> with.
2: So the white-haired man, uh, his name is Federal Agent Gordon Murphy. Learned that tonight. I
3: just but that was well, what no. he assumed. That was a, that he just assumed oh, it was fake. It was a fake name.
1: Of course, Life. it was fake. Uh, yeah,
3: that was the setup to try and get information out of. Um, Got um, it. Out of. Um, Got um, it. it. Amanda's mother. I'm so easily fooled. <laughs> you <Yeah>, guys. <laughs> well, I think he has assumed many identities. Just, we just can't, <laughs> we just do not possibility. Possibility.
1: I mean, just think about it. He's, he was able to bring Victoria yeah. new yeah. identities. Mm. I'm yeah. sure he can find himself one.
3: Uh, I think he had many identities. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right. Um, but unless you guys have anything to add, you know, um, I think it's safe to move on to news and gossip. But I'm
0: after Buzz yeah. TV News.
1: All right, who wants to start? I know we've got. Oh, how about I start, and then Catherine, you can go with yours. Uh, for those of you uh, who listened to last week's episode, uh, we want to thank you because obviously we said uh, you know that we post the Emmys um, video online, and we've gotten a lot of good responses for that. It's. Uh, and I, I only know Emily Van Camp's real name. I don't know uh, Daniel's real name. Josh Bowman. There you go. Oh, Bowman. <laughs> You know, so Catherine got some video of these guys, and uh, you know, people
3: watched it today.
1: People watched it.
3: Oh (laughs) no, on the new TMZ.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, uh, for those of you who haven't checked it out, um, it's whoa. What do we got? We got some knocking. Something. Uh, People trying to get in. People. (laughs) What do we got? Uh, Anyway, if you heard the knocking. Six, six, six is a show that we're doing right after this. It's a ABC show, so it could actually be maybe the host. Spooky. It could be, yeah, some, something's going it's on. Something's on. scary. going on, six,
3: six, six. You mentioned those numbers. You never know what's going on. Uh, uh, control fell. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the back, the, uh, simple The, the
1: here, back row failed. Uh, simple explanation enough. All right, Catherine, what do you got this week?
3: Oh, I just thought we were talking about that. I, I just love, I've just been reading some interviews with some of the cast, and Gabriel Mann was saying he's calling season two Mama Drama from Hell, which I thought was very <laughs> like that. Yeah. I like that. But one interesting development, because we're talking obviously about, you know, faux Amanda or fake Amanda, whatever we want to call her now, you know, uh, we haven't figured out obviously when the real mother comes back, who is she going to think is her daughter? right? Mm-hmm. So I thought this was interesting because the actress that plays her said she thinks I'm her daughter at least for a while. So I think that's going to be an interesting thing that the poem, fake Amanda has to also then is going to obviously have to be, the mother has to assume that that is her daughter. Emily can't reveal that it, she's really the daughter. i And mean, it's going
1: to tear Emily apart. Yes. I mean.
3: Yes. So I thought that's going to be a very interesting development. That yeah. will be.
1: It will
2: be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. My turn. Okay. Well. Um. Spoiler alert. Um, this new um, accountant that we've been talking about, Hadma. Um, there's said to be a romance between she and Nolan. Which is Nolan
1: is three.
2: on the Kinsey scale. Yes. 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 So he has a fluid right. we're assuming Nolan
3: and not can I just say Nolan is looking hotter every show. I don't like the new hair. Really? Yeah. But I, I don't know he's, I love of, how he's just girl- looking so different <laughs> this season.
1: FYI that is not why I watched this show. But, but he
2: is this Where are you, like, Phil?
1: <laughs> I watch it for Emily Van Camp, if nothing I else. I'm on the scale. What
2: are I am really oh. noticing
3: Gabriel Mann. That, I mean, not that I didn't notice him. I always loved his character. But he is just taking
2: on the the, the hot
3: factor so much this time. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Well,
2: anyway, yeah, I think personally. it's interesting because, yeah, I've, I've only known yeah. him to date boys on the show. So, yes. anyway. I, um, I think that's going to change. <laughs> I, it looks like it's going to be. Um, Josh Bowman uh, hates everybody being in his dating business. Uh, and uh, last week, ABC overall came in. There's a lot of premieres. Obviously, the new fall shows are out. Uh, overall, ABC came in fourth place with uh, 8.368 million viewers. And Revenge took a little bit of a dip. They're down three uh, percent um, from nights. Moving Nights. Yeah, um, just they went down to uh, 3.2 down uh, from 3.3 last year. So, I'm uh, not a huge dip, but something to talk about i guess
1: well here's the thing how they'll be able to keep the numbers and i think if they can keep the numbers they'll be fine yeah ultimately yeah yeah
2: they'll be fine we love this show
1: (laughs) i i uh, yeah and i think you know it's unfortunate but even with psychotic fans you know they don't always (laughs) take that into account but i feel like the revenge we you know it's eight million strong like i feel like we're psychotic about this show yeah yeah you know
3: you know, it's a change of night. I think. I think just give it a little while. I don't know.
2: I don't think they're going to worry too much about those numbers yet. No. Yeah. no. It's three percent. It's not.
1: And here's the three, irony. Yeah. Like I know, I know fans of the show, and they're like, "Isn't the show Thursday nights?" Mm. I'm like, "No, it's it was, Sunday. It was Sunday."
3: Sunday. No, yeah. that's insane. People it was still, Wednesday. It Was yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Here's some news and gossip, if I may. Yeah. So So uh, the uh, asylum, the interior, that was filmed at my. Uh, one of my At friends' your house. house. No. Nah, no, not my house. Not my house. One of my friends' houses. <laughs> okay. And uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal the price they paid for that. Really. But he was. But uh, ironically enough, um, you know, they actually loved the show, and uh, they gave him a price reduction despite. I am not. I won't rail the number Phil told me it was a
2: lot It wow. is a lot Wow <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, They shot for four days there Where?
3: Where is it? In LA? It, I
1: think it's in like Palm Springs Or okay. maybe in LA It's he, he has many houses Okay But <laughs> ironically we, One of the reasons why I got brought up Is we were talking about The Stone Manor here in LA And he was hmm. saying well, I don't understand why they just wouldn't use that um, you know the Greystone mansion, yeah, no, no, owned no, by no, the Doheny on, on family. The Doheny, yes,
3: I've been there many times. Um, I, I think it'd be difficulty maybe. Although I don't know, they, they've been they've been renovating it a lot. There will be blood was shot in there. The famous bowling alley scene was yeah. in that mansion. But they, they, have they been, film a
1: lot. They they they're constantly renovating it. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, look up the history. But yeah. they've been constantly renovating it. But um, a lot of films have been there. You know, dating back to, like, both the Ghostbusters have been oh, there. No. Like, you yeah, know, so there the, will the, the, be blood. Yeah. Um. So there, there there was no reason why they couldn't have shot there. So, Revenge, if you're listening, go ahead and shoot there. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, so that's it for me, unless you guys have anything to add.
3: I just wanted to mention that I will be talking to Emily Van Camp and Madeline Stowe this week. So exciting. Very excited. So I'm actually curious to see what. Would be the burning question, either you guys would ask them or maybe some of our fans would what would be the question that they would ask them?
1: That's right. So if you have a question, tweet at afterbuzz TV that's at afterbuzz TV on Twitter, or if you're not into the Twitter thing like Katherine, email <laughs> us at info at afterbuzz TV and let us know your questions um and, and really really let us know what you want to know as fans. Yeah, I think be that'd interesting. be interesting. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll obviously pass that along to Catherine. Yeah. Do, you have, a, do you have
3: a burning question?
1: <laughs> I I don't know if I'm going to disar. I would like to not discuss the relationship of Emily and, uh, and Josh. I want to know more about their oh, characters. No, I'm talking
3: about characters, not personal we're stuff. We're talking... About? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, um, not ask- I'm not asking about personal
1: questions. I'm not going into... I mean, my questions would be...
3: Sp- <laughs> I'm not going to ask them about their relationship.
1: <laughs> I would love to know the spoilers. Yeah. You know, and ultimately my questions would yeah. be driven to that. Um, so, I... I- let me think about my question, okay? Because I want to, I want to ask the right question so that I actually get an answer rather than like you'll just have to keep watching her along. In that exactly, game. which yeah. is
3: generally what you get when you ask these actors what's coming up. Oh, we can't really say. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm, uh, you know what? I might ask them about the past season about like a character choice or something like that. So let me think about that. Okay,
3: great. Look forward to seeing what people want to know. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And uh, so that ends our news and gossip for this week. Mm-hmm. And with that, let's get into next week with our predictions. <laughs> After Buzz TV predictions. Wow, these things are so cryptic.
2: I mean, I don't even know where to start. I'll start. Go ahead. Uh. (laughs) Uh, I think that Ashley and Conrad are. I'm going to go ahead and say they're just sleeping together.
3: Oh, I've thought that from last season. They're, yeah.
2: <laughs> they're way too close.
3: Yeah, but also that, that line last week where he said about that at least Ashley didn't cheat on him and, and
1: his father went, really?
3: Like,
1: he's, like it was he's so that, gross. Obviously they're so, sleeping together. That is terrible for a father to sleep with their sons.
2: He's got it's no Conrad. conscience. It's Conrad Grayson. So, so that and then... And I think there is going to be some sort of either partnership or romance or something developing between Emily and Aiden. Obviously, that relationship is
3: going to get a lot stronger, whether it's romantic or whether it's some other way. But obviously, that is going to be a very important relationship. Yeah.
1: And you know, what's interesting, Uh, you know, in terms of, I think, why Padma is here. um, Obviously, no one's going to fall in love. And we discussed that. But Mm. um, now Emily has a new partner. Aiden, yeah. And now Nolan has a different partner. So they're going to kind of separate for mm. a little bit, I feel. Yeah,
3: that's addressed. what I thought tonight. That's what I was saying about maybe he's realizing that he's been on Emily's path for too long. That I think you're right. I think yeah. there is a little separation imminent. Yeah. But I'm curious to know, when do you think Emily, the mother will actually appear in real time? How, much, how many more episodes do you think they'll spin this out to? But when will we actually see Jennifer Jason Lee come into the show?
1: I think episode four.
3: Okay, let's see if you're right. I think
1: episode four,
3: okay, all right,
1: um uh, ultimately, and it's gonna be really interesting to see the Grayson dynamic now that um and I w- but here's what's also interesting uh Conrad went to family only Ashley get out of here, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's gonna be interesting in that sense, um, and I really want to see what uh Declan in that storyline yeah, with because that doesn't that's-
3: look good <laughs> for for Declan anyway no.
1: No, it's Declan's never tried to make a deal with the devil, but I feel like he's always making yeah. a deal with the devilers, be, devil's best friend. Yeah. yeah. If, if that's the right term. Um, And poor Jack. I feel like Jack's going to be even worse now that he knows the baby's his. Now, and and by knowing kind of Declan wants out of his life, he's he's just ultimately going to be crushed. Yeah. He's trying to put on a brave face, but it's just he's not happening.
2: I know. He's a mess. Is he gaining weight? I mean, is that like a character?
1: <laughs> no, he could be. His face... He's getting
2: less hot while, right. while Nolan's getting hotter. Right. But I mean, it could be like...
1: <laughs> no, well, he, look at his his right. hair's a little bit longer. I he's feel like... He's looking schlubby. Like, yeah, yeah. He's looking schlubby.
2: Because but... he doesn't care about himself. Right, but that could be direction. Gain some weight, look look crummier, you know? You All should right.
1: you're supposed to be depressed. <laughs> no, I agree, and he he does look like yeah. S A S H I T. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Unfortunately. But, he does. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um so ultimately I feel who knows what's gonna happen next <laughs> episode ultimately. Uh-huh. Um but It is the good news. I do like... uh, Again, I'm encouraged by seeing a lot of the fan comments that we're seeing. Because you guys do have a lot of great theories. I like seeing that. Um, And especially... We try to... Think of the episode more so than the predictions, but I'd love to hear the predictions from you guys because obviously you guys put a lot of time and thought into those. So let us know what you guys predict for next week or ultimately the season. Uh, Anna, where can we find you in the meantime if fans want to interact?
2: You can follow me on Twitter at Koppel for Mayor. K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R.
1: I promise Catherine will get a Twitter.
2: Maybe by next week, so I can tell you about the interviews. <laughs> okay.
1: okay. And uh, you can follow us here at Afterbuzz TV. Um, and again, let us know your questions for Emily Mancamp and Madeline Stowe. And that's before Thursday? Wednesday. That's before Wednesday. So you guys got to get on it before Wednesday. Um, and tell your friends that are fans of the show as well. Um, email info at Afterbuzz TV or tweet us at Afterbuzz TV. We'll see you next week